0: I'm Kate. And I'm Luke. And this is The Parent Diaries.
1: We're an English guy and an Irish girl that fell in love, got married, and now we're ready to start a family.
0: This podcast is our honest account of becoming first-time parents, as we navigate the slightly terrifying but equally exciting journey to parenthood. It will cover everything from fertility and trying to conceive right through to the baby arriving.
1: Now, we're not celebrities, we're not doctors, we're not midwives, and so far we've collectively held a baby about three times. But we're going on this journey no matter what, so you may as well come along for the ride. Hello and welcome to another episode, episode two of The Parent Diaries. Hi guys! This episode is about fertility. It's mainly... Going to be discussing Kate's points as a lady and how, or, or I should say, what she is actually doing to improve our chances of having a baby. And I'll also be talking about what guys can do for any guys out there that are listening. Um, I'll give you a little spoiler alert now, not a lot um, from my perspective <laughs> at the moment. Um, but in part two of this episode, we're going to be talking more about the lifestyle elements. Um, My background is actually as a physiologist or an exercise physiologist and personal trainer so it's something that hopefully I can give a little bit of expertise on on how to improve um, your chances of conceiving through lifestyle because it's a big one that not a lot of people um, would think has such a massive impact. Um, So I will shut up and let Kate talk about everything she's doing at the moment.
0: So where do I begin? Um, I guess the very, very start for me was coming off the, uh, contraceptive pill. Um, so I think like many women at my age, I've been on it a very long time. Um, I think it's been about 15 years, pretty much consistently. Um, and the very first place I started was, you know, has this affected my fertility? Cause again, you kind of go about your daily life, not really thinking about this stuff till you get to a point you're ready to start a family. Um, so, I hadn't given it serious thought, um, but thankfully a bit of research and talking with people who know stuff about this, it doesn't affect your fertility, long-term pill use. What it can do is mask underlying um, kind of irregularities in your cycle. So I think that was really reassuring to know. So yeah, figuring out my cycle and whether it was regular or not, is basically where I began. Um, once i would come off the pill, so actually before I started tracking my cycle, one of the things I did was go to a GP um, because I was really keen just to understand my baseline level uh, levels when it came to kind of like my fertility, and I wasn't even sure what they could offer. Uh, it turns out they weren't that knowledgeable. Not a lot, <laughs> um, but like to be fair to them, like you can't really expect GPs to be experts in every single area and subject they cover. So um, I had arrived in and I, I had done a bit of research and knew that you get blood tests on that kind of measure different hormones at different stages in your cycle, but I hadn't realised they had to be on specific days. In hindsight, it makes complete sense because obviously your cycle is over a, like a period um, of time. So anyway, went in, that was a bit of a kind of waste of time, I guess, because they basically said after they'd done a bit of like, googling themselves basically um you'll need, you'll need to come back at this date
1: i think what they said was you needed we just needed to have sex like twice a week um Essentially, say yeah. a prayer and see what happens
0: yeah basically <laughs> um but that's not really how i roll i just want to like I, I think information and knowledge is power um so following that um i kind of went away and did a bit more research um and basically what I discovered is there are a number of ways you can um, monitor your cycle and understand, you know, what stage you're at and then the kind of key time of the month where you are most likely to get pregnant. Um, I think one of the things to mention up front was I didn't actually know what the cycle, like the various phases of the cycle entailed. So you had like, obviously everyone kind of knows like menstruation, like your period, getting that once a month. But actually there's all these other stages that happen before or after that which basically, you know, contribute towards your fertility. So like you go from having your period or menstruation to follicular phase. That's basically when your ovaries start to kind of like get ready the follicles within your ovaries producing um or getting ready to release an egg or or eggs plural depending upon the person. Um then you ovulate and that's basically the key time of the month um, that you can get pregnant. So couple of days before and a couple of days after the day of ovulation and obviously the day of ovulation itself and then after that you have the luteal phase and that's basically if you're pregnant your body's producing hormones which basically support that pregnancy and if you're not that then it basically gets your um, uterus to start shedding its lining. So that was like a bit mind-blowing for me because all I knew was you have a period, which is a bit mad, actually. I barely um, knew
1: that. In fact, you know what? The most mind-blowing thing for me was when you said to me, oh yeah, Luke, actually, there's only about three or four days that we can actually get pregnant in the month.
0: I think and there's about four or five, but yeah, a really small number.
1: That yeah. Literally, that was the mind-blowing thing for me, because like you you've said, like you get taught how not to get pregnant, mm. and you're on the pill. So essentially, you're on the pill just because of these four or five days.
0: Mm, mad, yeah. right? Well, people go on the pill for other reasons too. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But, but in terms of the actual,
1: yeah. like, to stop, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, family planning and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty mad thing.
0: It is. But, like, just understanding that was a great starting point, I think, for me um, and you. Um, and then I was like, okay, cool. How do I know, like, those different, when those different stages are going to happen for me? Because like, the average cycle, they say, is, like, 28 days. But lots of women have shorter or longer menstrual cycles. Um, and obviously, if you have a shorter or a longer menstrual cycle, the day you ovulate is going to vary, um, and that's like the key bit of information that you need to know when you're you're trying to get pregnant. So there's tons of different ways you can monitor your cycle. Um, I did a couple actually. Um, so I started off with it's quite an old school method, but and it's a little unreliable. Um, but I used a basal body temperature thermometer um so you can get these on like amazon wherever like for not that much at all um and the idea with measuring your basal body temperature is every single morning first thing before you get out of bed before you even go to the bathroom before you even move to be honest at exactly the same time you basically take your temperature and it's called your basal body temperature i think it's your resting temperature um
1: Probably should tell people where you take the temperature because all, all I think about when you say you take your temperature is like, where are you taking that?
0: It's, it's a, like an oral is thermometer it, that okay, you use. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's like oral a, in oral. the mouth. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
0: And I got one from Amazon, as I said, that was actually like a digital one, um, which linked synced up to an app via Bluetooth. So the, te- the thermometer itself had a Bluetooth kind of chip on it, and then it linked to my phone. Um, and then the information or the data, it, or basically the temperature readings would then automatically update and it would basically tell you. get you. a trend,
1: don't you? You get you a get little trend. graph so and a trend. The
0: whole thing is as you go get closer to your ovulation date, your body, your basal body temperature starts to slowly rise. You
1: heat up, you like an oven.
0: You do, yeah, exactly. And then once you ovulate, it stays for a couple of days at that kind of temperature. And then if you're not pregnant, your body temperature will start to drop um but you with any of these kind of monitoring um methods you have to like do them a couple of months to actually start understanding the trends um so that was one but as i say a little bit unreliable because it drove you mad the the uh, alarm going off every morning and having to take it
1: yeah i mean i get up pretty early but this was like really really early the alarm would go off kate would be stiff as a board and (laughs) just barely moving putting this thermometer in Yeah,
0: no it wasn't even that it was more i'm just really tired because I, I was yeah. starting it has to be the same time so even on the mornings i didn't have to be up really early i was having to i was being awake really early in fact pretty sleep deprived initially yeah uh, it's not it's a bit of a crappy side effect so that was like a bit it, yeah. of
1: a con of that method and yeah. actually when you come on to talk about the next method it came to be we realized how it wasn't that accurate compared no. to this next yeah, method exactly
0: so there's so many factors that affect the reading so yeah. like even just like if the room you're in overnight is like hotter or colder than the previous one say you have the window open one night and close the next yeah. that's going to affect You've got the it. duvet
1: off, duvet, duvet on.
0: Exactly. All these or things. you're sick or whatever. That it just it's not not the most accurate or, or reliable. Yeah. So that was that's where I started and then in addition to that um I use the clear blue advanced digital uh, monitor um, and this is to measure your uh, luteinizing hormone levels. So this is, they call them LH basically. Um, and I think basically the monitor asks you for a certain number of days each month um, and it starts to get to know your cycle as you go along. So it will ask you very specific days, but to basically pee on a stick um, and this little stick, then you insert into the monitor and it does a reading and it will give you a, like a low reading or a high reading, depending upon whether your LH levels are high or low. And if they're high, it means you're getting close to ovulating. Um, and then when you are the day of ovulation, it will read peak and it will have a smiley face. So that's like basically the minute you get high readings, you basically should start trying to like conceive. Um, and certainly at the peak and then often the day after, because actually the thing about sperm is it can live for a couple of days. So um, that's the whole reason they say you have this window. Um, of time. So I actually really liked the um clear blue monitor. I thought it was really handy. The other great thing about the clear blue monitor is you can also use it to test for pregnancy. So they mm. give you other sticks. So each month is, as well as testing your LH levels, you test for pregnancy. So it's really a two handy. for one. The two for one.
1: Go on. And then I was gonna say so a lot of these things you use in conjunction. So you are using the clear blue, mm. you're using the temperature basal metabolic temperature at And then you were also using this really interesting piece of kit, which is the third piece of kit, which we probably found was the most accurate in terms of actually monitoring things.
0: It's 100% what I'd recommend to any woman who is keen just to try and understand their cycle as quickly as possible and in a reliable way. Um, But as you say, all three methods together actually give you reassurance that the data you're getting is accurate. Anyway... Um, So
1: this third method. Third, Sorry. You can't just do that and then then not tell what it is. It's called
0: the Ovusense Monitor. Um, And unlike the basal body temperature thermometer, it isn't oral. It's vaginal. So um, it's like a little tiny bullet, um, basically. It's like silicone covered. And it kind of has like a little tampon string at the bottom. And every night, it doesn't have to be at the same time, just whenever you're headed to bed, you put it in. um, And it syncs up to an app again. Um, And basically, it doesn't matter how long. um, Well, I think you need to have slept with it in for like six hours, I think is what they say. But it it doesn't get affected by like having to get up in the middle of the night to go to the toilet and stuff. And what it does is it takes your core body temperature reading. So not your basal body temperature, but your core body temperature, which is more accurate.
1: Changes less, doesn't it? Changes less. Less affected by other factors. Yeah. And I suppose the other thing about that as well is that it's it just improves the validity of everything yeah so we well i didn't i did i did not so, use that device yeah, but you did um, I did and, and I, you found it to be really good
0: really really good because the, the, sometimes you get like a reading as you were saying with the bbt temperature or mm. sorry thermometer which will be like basically really high or really low and it won't let it won't show you a trend whereas consistently so i've used it for one month and i've i can see it being very kind of like you see that trend um also, the cool thing about it is it takes your your core body temperature reading every couple of minutes and then gives you a, an average over the night. so if there are those things that are like affecting your body temperature it, w- it won't it kind of won't impact that overall reading. It kind of takes the average so anyway
1: and like you say, this all culminates in basically if you if the clear blue pregnancy is saying high l h mm-hmm. and or then peak. if or yep. or peak. And if your obvious sense is also saying your temperature has been rising to the point where you're in these zones. And the really great thing about the app, which Kate showed me, is that it actually tells you when you're
0: in that peak zone. And it's literally, okay, it's baby making time. With any of these things, the longer you use them, the more the, the either the device gets to know you, as with obvious sense, or the better you're able to see the trends. And actually, the apps themselves these days are pretty clever. As you say, they go predicted fertile window. Um, And that's basically how you time it. Um, So, And we don't know yet,
1: but we've done one one
0: cycle and that wasn't successful, but like, I'm not surprised. Um, You know, I know I said the pill doesn't affect your fertility, but it's, I think like from a hormone perspective, your body is figuring itself out after having not been doing its stuff on its own for a very long time. So Makes sense. Um, yeah,
1: your body's rebalancing; it's yeah. finding its homeostasis exactly. and like getting back to like normal levels of where you're at, like you know, pre-pill, which can take a lot of time for some people. Um, yeah, I mean, we've heard stories of people that you know take six months to a year to mm. just get just get back down to like level
0: completely. Um, and I think actually when you hear about like what GPs say, like in terms of like how long it is before you should seek any sort of like help when it comes to fertility they're like you should be trying for a year like some say maybe six, six months. months to a year but yeah it? so like we're not surprised that it didn't work what i'm i'm quite happy about though is that i really understand my cycle now or i'm beginning to really understand it so it's been pretty cool but it's not just about me it's not about female for well it's not fertility it's understanding my cycle but you also have like been thinking about stuff that you could be doing
1: yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I, th- I suppose like the guy gets forgotten about in a lot of this stuff um, because it, you know, you kind of associate like, ah, oh, you know, the ladies carry the baby, um, so it's all down to what's going on with the lady. But yeah, guys, basically, it, oh, I think it's like, is it forty percent or something? Forty is to
0: fifty percent of like 40, all f- couples yeah. infertility relates to male factor.
1: Yeah, male factor. So you know, your swimmers just aren't fast enough, or they're not the right shape. Mm-hmm. So like the morphology isn't right or, Number you know, key. you just haven't got as many of yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, I've been pretty bad. Like most guys, like I'm not, I'm not going to get myself tested just yet. Um, cause we're so early in this journey, yeah. but I think if it goes on for, we've both said, if it goes on for a few months mm-hmm. and obviously we're going to chart it on the podcast, but if it goes on for a few months and nothing's happening, then I'm definitely going to get myself checked out just to see where I'm at, and it's so I mean, easy
0: for guys to. It's so it, easy, it really, as per freaking so usual. pleasurable and easy. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is straightforward. So I think, yeah, a simple, like not that expensive test to do. Why not?
1: Exactly. Yeah, you just go see your GP and mm-hmm. just tell them, and they, yeah. they should be able to refer you to a clinic, and you do it yeah. there and then. Yeah, that's pretty much everything we're going to cover in this episode. Um, I should say all the methods that Kate has spoken about. Um, we will put links to in the show notes um for you to check those out. Um, little disclaimer, we' we're, we're not sponsored or anything like that. No. Um, you these, know these, these
0: yeah, these are just things that we've come across and found that have worked. so
1: yeah, exactly. So we'll put the links in the show notes for that. And in part two of this topic, we're gonna to be discussing lifestyle. So it's a subject I hold very close to my heart. So we'll be discussing exercise, nutrition, all the fun stuff, and all the really, really fun stuff that you have to cut out if you want a baby. Um, So we'll be going through that. So if you want to be a lean, mean baby-making machine, join us on the next one. (laughs) I'm so cringe. Oh, you're so cringe. See you later, guys. Bye.
0: So that's it for another episode of The Parent Diaries. Don't forget to subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it's out. Also, we'd love you to give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, as it helps others to find the show. Five star reviews, greatly appreciated. If you'd like to get in touch with us or if you've any suggestions for the show, drop us an email at theparentdiariesuk at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at theparentdiariesuk. Thanks again and catch you on the next episode.